What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Magical Bro Transformation Podcast. A uh, special episode, considering we're going to be interviewing one of the people behind a convention that I'm going to this weekend on September 24th to the 26th called Etchy Expo in Austin, Texas. And I'm joined by a Mr. Josh Wilson. Hey, guys. How's it going? So uh, I really like having the interviews with people that are behind conventions just to, you know, one, to get the word out there for whoever's listening and also my own curiosity. But uh, so for whoever is listening, can you tell them uh, like what it is that you do in regards to like Etchy Expo? Um, I uh, happen to just, I guess I own it is the easiest way to phrase it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, are you, well, I, like I've been doing some, or I did some reading yesterday, but are you also behind um, fandom events? Yes, that's correct. Um, oh, nice. Uh, I'm the own, owner of Fandom Events, and we manage uh, conventions all over the Southwest United States. And at the Expo is, I don't want to get too far ahead of the lead, but that is our only 18 and up convention. All the uh, rest of them are entirely family-friendly, good for the kids of all ages, with the exception of Etsy Expo, which is just for us grown-ups. <laughs> and uh, what was it that made you guys, or I guess you in particular probably, I'm not sure if you're, you have like a committee or whatever, but what made you guys decide to do an 18-plus convention? What, well, there were a number of factors that went into it. One of them, uh, one of our primarily primary motives, rather, is we only want to put on conventions that we would ourselves attend. And um, I've been doing conventions for longer than I want to to stay on air, just for a while. I've been I'm a, I'm definitely uh, what you would con- call an older uh, anime fan and uh, Comic-Con scene guy, and there just weren't any shows specifically that we noticed that to the fan service side of anime. Um, And a lot of our exhibitors and artists that travel with us throughout our circuit of the Southwest United States have a wonderful catalog and uh, and inventory of 18-plus Plushies, merch, wall scrolls, um, you name it, they probably sell it, but they can't show it at most conventions. Yeah. After visiting with them for a few years, I just started to feel out, hey, if if I did an 18 and up show and like a legit 18 and up show, would you you be cool with that? Mm -hmm. And the, the response was an overwhelming, like, oh, God, yes. Like, please. Um, and, and then also let me know what the what the, the audience is of the podcast so I can uh, tailor the language uh, accordingly. I, I would say that we cater to an 18 plus crowd. Uh, and most of the people that listen are 18 plus. I mean, you know, like anything, there is always somebody that's going to listen that's younger. But it's mostly like a more mature audience. So, you know, feel right free on, to right just, curse or whatever you need to. <laughs> Mind my P's and Q's. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was that was it. We uh, that was primarily the motive um, that would we want to attend if there if we went to an eighteen and up show that was fan service oriented, um, and and it's not a hentai show per se. Mm-hmm. Like, will there be hentai 
at the convention? Oh, absolutely. Uh, but is it is it a hentai show? Yeah, not so much. Uh, it's it's more on the fan service side. There will be adult toys, adult merchandise, spicy things going on in panel rooms. Um, but that wasn't the primary motive. Uh, we did not set out to make a hentai con. And um, as of right now, I don't consider Etsy Expo a hentai expo. Um, we'll see. Ask me again on Sunday. <laughs> and yeah. uh, we'll see if we... Uh, <laughs> If it turned out to be one or not, but that wasn't that wasn't my intention. Yeah, I mean, I've personally only gone to one. I mean, one multiple times, but there there's an eighteen plus convention that I enjoy going to. That um, you know, I there are plenty of times that I wish that there were more of, only because you know, whenever you go to a general convention, there's a whole sloth of different age people, and you know anything that they're into and that happens over there happens. But I feel like when it comes to an 18 plus convention, there's all, there's like a, a sense of maturity that comes with it. Um, even though, you know, we are mostly anime fans and it's pretty, you know, it could get still pretty silly and they're sure. There's like some immature things that happen here and there, but I really like the atmosphere that comes with people that are a bit more mature than, what you're typically uh, used to at an anime convention. Oh, yeah. And I also like the idea of having, you know, just a wall scrolls and all the art and everything just out there that, you know, uh, whenever, <laughs> whenever you go to convention, you always, like, look for stuff and look for things, and then you see some things, but you have to hide them behind, you know, a wall of things or, like, go around a corner because you can't really display them publicly or anything like that and uh seeing as you're an older anime fan uh i always like asking people this question because it's always different for different people and you know wherever you grew up so how did you get into anime um in the mid 90s my college roommate um his father traveled overseas a lot and he brought back from japan uh this VHS tape called Fist of the North Star. Nice. <laughs> and I and I asked my friend, "What what is this about? This is some is this some cartoon? What is this?" And he's like, "Oh man, you don't watch Japanimation uh, because of that that yeah that's what we called it, you know." And uh, and I said, "No, I don't watch Japanimation." And he said, "Well, you you sit down. Let's uh, let's grab a Mountain Dew and and we're gonna educate you." And I watched Fist, Fist of the North Star. And immediately thought, this animator made this just for me. This had <laughs> everything I've ever wanted in a two-hour cartoon. Uh, and I said, this is, the, this is the most badass thing I've ever seen in my life. What else is there? And he said, well, I've got um, Ninja Scrolls. And I was like, shit, I love ninjas. Let's, <laughs> let's, let's do some Ninja Scrolls. And uh, we immediately watched Ninja Scrolls. So I watched those two shows back to back one night in my dorm and thought my whole world has been turned upside down. I did not know this thing existed earlier today. And, <laughs> and now, now I'm all about it. Nice. And, uh, I mistakenly thought that all anime was super gory and violent <laughs> and adulty and, and boobs were flopping out and there was just, you know, gratuitous violence. 
And I thought, well, I, I, bring me all that Japanimation. <laughs> they, they've got this figured out. I want to uh, bring me more, you know. Uh, we immediately followed up with uh, Ghost in the Shell the following year. We had to wait for that to come out. And um, there were a few more. But those were the first three that I really remember. Uh, I think Perfect Blue was another one that we watched. Oh, nice. And then... My friend said, hey, you're going to want to get in on this. My dad is coming back with this uh, show about a guy who's uh, a bounty hunter. And I said, well, that's cool. Bounty hunters are cool. And he's like, no, no, no. He's like a bounty hunter in space. And he's got, like, a dog that's really smart. We, we'll just cowboy something. Cowboy something. We should check it out. And so it, it, he brought it in, and it was, of course, Cowboy Bebop. Nice. And that's awesome. um Never, never once in my life have I was just like, well, just, you know, give me a blue suit and call me Spike because this <laughs> is where it's at. And um, I was currently still a musician and fell in love with Yoko Kano and the seatbelt. Oh, yeah. And learned to play some of the riffs. Uh, I was a brass player, so a lower brass. So, of course, I, I couldn't hit those notes on the trumpets and whatnot. But I was able to just by ear learn a lot of those songs and felt like. Again, this this was made, this music, this animation, this, this storyline, um, it resonated with me more so than um, a lot of Western entertainment. And not that I had anything against Western entertainment. Um, it just so happened that at that time, in that golden 90s age of anime, uh, and then Inuyasha came out, and Roroni Kenshin, and it's like just... And then, of course, uh, the, all the Sailor Moon, and then and then Dragon Ball happened, and then Toonami happened, and yeah. then all of a sudden, <laughs> everybody was watching Dragon Ball and reboot and Sailor Moon and uh, Gundam Wing, and uh, and it was fun to have my friends join in on that. I'm like, oh, now now y'all want to be anime fans because it's on Toonami. I see. <laughs> yeah, well, now well, come it's on cool. in. And thankfully, I, I, yeah. And now it's even yeah. You couldn't have. If you'd have told me now that uh, how big anime would have been, you know, back in the '90s, I wouldn't have believed it. Yeah, I mean, it's blown up like crazy now, uh, especially considering how it was like earlier. I know that you said earlier that you like running conventions that you know you always want to go to. Um, but was there anything that like drove you or motivated you to actually start running anime conventions or fandom conventions in general? Um, so I'm in a part of Texas that is very geographically remote and far away from metropolitan areas. And I got tired of driving seven to 10 hours to go to a convention and started doing uh, smaller events in local game stores, comic book shops. Um, we would do meetups at the movie theater for cosplayers um, and started making those business connections with local businesses that were in the in the geekdom universe, as it were, and uh, eventually had enough of a client base and following to start doing conventions uh, at Civic Center. Mm -hmm. And so that's, that's originally where I got my start was doing Comic-Con. Um, but the problem I had with Comic-Cons, ones that I attended and ones that I owned and managed, was that most of the time, you would leave at five or six o'clock and that was the end. 
that was it. Everybody went home. They'd show oh. up and shop and cosplay, and then and then that was it. Mm-hmm. But every time I attended an anime convention, man, that thing did not stop. <laughs> These people partied. They went hard. Like, man, two in the morning. They're just like, oh, now the good anime is just starting. <laughs> what? You guys are still going? Oh, yeah. Well, isn't this the after party? Well, yeah, but after the after party is the after after party. <laughs> it's a rave, an anime rave. A what? An anime rave? You kidding me? This this exists? <laughs> um, and so I thought this is this is where it's at. Like the anime crowd, they, you know, if you're going to travel five or six hours and stay in a hotel, uh, as far as as the owner goes, I don't want to just give people something to do until five o'clock and then they have to f off and find something else to do. Yeah. Uh, so we based fandom events around an all-encompassing 24 hours a day anime craziness from, from when the doors open at 12 p.m. on Friday until 5 p.m. on Sunday, you can get your anime on. There is something to do, um, uh, including sleep here and there, you know? <laughs> uh, but I didn't want people to have to travel to my shows spend hours and hours driving just to kind of walk around a vendor hall mm-hmm. for about two hours and then call it good. Um, that I just didn't feel like I was giving people their money's worth. Mm-hmm. And so we've developed fandom events conventions to um, have something to do, multiple things to do. Um, we get that a lot is, how am I supposed to pick where, where to go? There's like five things going on at the same time, and I want to do all of them. I'm like, well, yeah, I guess you just got to pick one, man. (laughs) It's a a good problem to have. What a good problem to have. Yeah, 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 exactly. If you're curious about, you know, listener, if you're curious about what's going on, you can head down over to etchyexpo.org and look for yourself. They already have the schedule up for the weekend. And uh, along with the schedule, there's a whole sleuth of just people coming down from cosplayers to voice actors and just uh, like famous panel runners and all this other things. And uh, so seeing this as your, I'm assuming it's maybe your first 18 plus anime convention. Uh, you know, I wouldn't know. But uh, how did you go on to decide like what kind of people or what kind of panels you wanted to have at the convention at the convention itself? We, we had originally planned for Etchy Expo to take place in October of 2020 ah. uh, or September rather. Um, but of course, 2020 happened. So, yeah. uh, you know, on the, on the flip side, we've had uh, over a year and a half to to plan for this weekend. Um, and when we looked at artists, vendors, cosplayers, guests, voice actors, panelists, uh, performers, um, not everything is specifically naughty. Uh, not everything is spicy at, at the expo because there is a a cap of saturation, like where where you can only nosebleed so much. Yeah, and you you just need a break, and so you need to go watch Ponyo or, or something. <laughs> you know, not eh, like you need to just flip the switch for a little bit, decompress, watch Sergeant Frog, you know, or something. Mm. Um, I, I can't I can't show Ponyo because obviously we don't have. Studio Ghibli uh, licensing <laughs> rights, but I, yeah. I do work with uh, Funimation, Sentai Filmworks, Viz Media, Crunchyroll, those cats. Mm. So, um, not not every panel is a 
here's how to use Kabari rope to tie up your partner, you know. Do those panels <laughs> exist? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Will those panels fill out quickly? Oh, yes. But not everything is is etchy. Um, and so we we tried to find a great balance of um, if if you want to get lewd, there will be lewd, and you will find it. You will have no trouble finding it. But if you need a break from that, there are other activities and panels and programs you can go to that are perfectly wholesome. Nice. And, I mean, it's always a good balance to have. Because, you know, you could only, you could only like you said, you could only nosebleed for so long. Seeing as you are, like, an older fan also, uh, do you remember how you got into, like, the etchier side of the fan, like, the anime fandom itself? Like, was it a, did you see uh, Legend of the Overfiend or, like, stumble into Bible Black or any of that stuff? It was Bible Black, yeah, and it wow. was my same, uh, my same dealer of anime, uh, <laughs> my roommate that said, you like anime? And I said, yeah. And he's like, "There's, you know, there's other kinds of anime. And I was like, oh, really? Well, <laughs> it was before the meme, but you, you had my curiosity. Now you have my attention. Um, and he said, uh, he said, he brought out a VHS tape, and it was Bible Black. And I said, are those some nuns? <laughs> what <is this>? what <laughs> like, what is this? What is this business? He's like, well, we're not going to watch this together. So... <laughs> You just bring that back to me later. Uh, okay. Uh, and then I, of course, I was like, well, then, that was definitely a thing. And he said, oh, yeah. And then he opens up this, uh, it looks like a hope chest, uh, but it, it was just a, a chest, and he flipped it open, and it's just stacked with VHS tapes uh, of, of an adulty nature in, wow. in, in anime. And I was like, oh, man, okay, well. Um, so that was an experience in and of itself. But I, I don't ever remember um, a time where that became any type of all-consuming or encompassing passion of mine. I, it was there, and it was super cool and glad it existed. Um, but back then, it wasn't definitely something that you just, you know, you talked about a whole heck of a lot with your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, like, hey, you like Inuyasha? Man, I love Inuyasha. You you like Dragon Ball? I love Dragon Ball. You like Cowboy Bebop? Man, everybody loves Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, well, uh, you like Bible Black? Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't talk about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you just can't bring that up at lunch. Um, so, uh, and then, of course, as the... Um, collecting the just the pure mass of work in anime and all of its forms has came to the States over the years. It's been, of course, a lot more acceptable to talk about that um, within your anime group um, most of the time. Hopefully, we've all got a good supportive group of anime fellow weebs. Uh, we call them persons of culture <laughs> um, that you can associate with to just openly talk about, hey, I watched this show. It was really good. It was called Redo of Healer, you know, or whatever, you know. Um, and uh, you can always mess people up with the good old trusty, you should watch Boko no Pico or something. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and then, then you might lose a friend. I don't know how that would go. You'll have to play it by ear. Results may vary. Yeah, it, take, it takes a special kind of person to come back to you after that one. 
Yeah. <laughs> they may not ask you for recommendations. No. Uh, so maybe that's a good way to get them to stop. I don't, I don't know. It's your call, fam. And, uh, like, I guess completely shifting gears, it's, uh, considering the times that we're living in right now, how's it been running these conventions, like, under the current climate with, you know, all the restrictions and stuff going on? Yeah, of course, naturally, 2020 was a, a horrible, awful, no good, very bad year. Yeah. Um, and in the event industry and in hospitality, it was the worst year ever. Um, it was as bad or worse than uh, 1929 as, um, and the Great Depression started and the stock market crashed. It was that bad. Um, we ran zero events that year. And um, it's hard. it's hard to pay your bills and pay your staff and everything when you literally can't do what you've been doing. Um, yeah. So that has been difficult. And um, as states opened back up, um, we were thankful that we're based and primarily operate out of Texas, which allowed larger events to open sooner once the vaccine was readily available and people chose to take it. Um, and so that, that's been very nice to see. And so far, as of this week, it doesn't really show that any uh, large event gatherings have been called uh, what was known as super spreader events. Mm-hmm. Um, as most, most Texans, I think it's 70-something to 80-something percent, uh, I believe, of Texans, adult Texans are vaccinated. They have at least one of the shots. Mm-hmm. Um, And so we just closely follow each city, each market. You know, we work with a number of hotels and a number of cities uh, in different states. We have shows in four states. So um, we just have to pay attention to what each city wants, what each state wants. If the venue wants something, you know, done differently than the other ones, we will always follow those guidelines based on the, the hotel itself, the city, uh, the state that we're in, and any mandates that are required by those respective governments. Mm-hmm. Um, we do not uh, ask our attendees to provide any type of proof of vaccination, um, and we do not ask that vaccinated attendees wear a mask. If mm-hmm. people choose to wear one, um, out, hey, go for it. You know, find a good Tokyo Ghoul one, you know, or something. There's, there's going to be, there's probably going to be some plenty of Ahigao masks yeah. at, at the expo. So there'll be no shortage of, of fabric coverings for folks that, that do want to wear one. Um, and so it's, it's been nice to, to start events. This will be our third event since the state reopened. And um, it was, the first one was in June, and it was almost a religious experience after so many people had went a whole year without seeing regular folks they saw and just assumed they would get to see all the time. And then you go a year without seeing your con family, and getting to see everyone again was euphoric. Yeah. Um, because there definitely was a time where we thought, well, that's it. I guess I guess we're done. Um, wow. You know, and some people, the larger shows that, um, were not able to get out of their contracts, just went bankrupt. Yeah, I had heard about some um, of those. And, yeah, and um, and struggle. A lot of nonprofit shows uh, that have to carry a zero balance to maintain their nonprofit status. Well, 
when you're under contract and you can't get out of it and you have zero dollars in the bank because you have to have zero dollars in the bank to stay a nonprofit, well, then you, that's the new um, and it worked for folks and ones that didn't, which is unfortunate. Before we end the conversation, is there anything that you wanted to tell anybody that's going to listen to the podcast? Maybe something that we probably didn't cover, you know, get get out a nice little promotion or something for the convention this weekend? Well, Fandom Events is ran by just everyday normal weebs. Just, uh, we are not anything spectacular or different. Um, we watch anime. We like eating Pocky and going to sushi places. Um, I drink too much sake from time to time. Uh, and although I've been more of a soju guy lately, I've wow. been, I've been ex- going through soju. Um, no, we're just normal run of the mill anime fans, just like you guys. Um, feel free to come up and say hi to us. We are not hard to find. It's easy to find a staff member because we all have our name badges on. Um, Bring a friend. Uh, this is a very unique event. Um, uh, com- comic cons and anime cons in Texas are very common, which is a good thing. Um, I, because I rem- I'm coming from the point of view where there was one or two shows a year in the '90s, and that mm-hmm. was it. Uh, and now there's multiple shows every weekend all across the state. So, um, but there's not one like at the Expo. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. Um, uh, so if, if you'd like a different show uh, that is ran by fellow anime fans that also liked the spicy stuff, um, this is a perfect chance to go. It's supposed to be in the mid, mid-80s to high 80s all, all weekend. It's going to nice. be beautiful weather down in Austin. Um, we have a great lineup of celebrity guests. Um, there are all kinds, <laughs> all kinds of celebrity guests that are coming, whether you're into... High School DxD or Beastars, um, Tokyo Ghoul, uh, Bleach, One Piece. There, there is a, a voice actor that you would m- probably say, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know they voice all these characters. I want to go meet them." Um, that's for me is probably one of the coolest things about owning conventions is flying in these celebrity voice actors and getting to meet them in person. Uh, and and having fans and attendees get to meet them in person, um, that never gets old. And we're very careful about picking celebrity guests that are guaranteed 100% are going to provide a positive interaction with my with my ticket holders, with my attendees. Um, mm-hmm. We we do not bring in people that are what we call problem children um, <laughs> in the industry. Um, we always bring in celebrity guests that are very down to earth. They're very approachable and easy to talk to. Um, and every experience I've seen them, every attendee gets a unique experience. They don't phone it in. Um, they're very genuine and they voice, I mean, you can meet Rius Grimmery, like hello and <laughs> Koneko, you know, hello, <laughs> right. You ever wanted to meet the, the crimson haired ruined princess? Well, Come to Etsy Expo in Austin at the Radisson Hotel Austin North this weekend, and you can meet the queen of Etsy herself, <laughs> Miss Jamie Markey, along with a lot of other fantastic celebrity guests. Uh, that just It's a stacked list, uh, and I'm obviously biased because I'm the one that is bringing them in. Um, but, man, it's a pretty solid lineup. 
and we'd love to have everybody come check us out. Yeah. I mean, you know, support the things that you want more of, right? Yeah, absolutely. And that's uh, part of the reason why I wanted to go. Yeah, uh, it's it's very, it's painful to, to have anybody say, man, I wish there was an anime show just for adults. So we literally create an anime show just for adults. And then they look at it and go, eh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, this is literally what you just asked for. Yeah. Um, no, no, twelve-year-olds in a Naruto Umazaki jumpsuit running down the hall, <laughs> yelling, "Not that I all believe it." You know, um, there's not going to be your little group of My Hero Academia cosplayers all huddled up in a corner, sitting crisscross applesauce in the floor, creating <laughs> traffic jams everywhere. Not that that's a sore spot as a convention owner at all. Having to, <laughs> I feel like I need a a giant-sized snow shovel just to push teenagers out of the way when they decided to sit down in the middle of a, a hallway. Um, so none of that, none of that <laughs> will be there. Uh, if you've got a spicy cosplay, you've always wanted to try and pull off, but you didn't want to because there's little 12 year old Naruto's running around, uh, you know, or you play, uh, take a shot every time you see a Deku cosplayer, um, you know, that, um, you know, you don't have to worry about that at SE Expo. Um, it's all adults. So if you've got a fun cosplay you wanted to wear but didn't want to at a family event, then now's your shot. Who's your shot, King? <laughs> and for more information, and I guess for a pass also, you can head on down to etchyexpo.org and uh, check out all their guests, their lineup, and everything that's going to go on this weekend. And uh, thanks again for uh, having this convention, or <laughs> convention, this conversation with me. Yeah, you're welcome for both, man. We look forward to seeing you there and seeing all of your listeners at SD Expo this weekend at the Radisson Hotel, Austin North. Be sure to go through the convention side. Don't go to the hotel in itself and go to the front desk and say, hey, where's the con at? I guarantee <laughs> you those kids at the front desk will have no idea what you're talking about. So enter through the convention entrance. This is the anime convention so go through the convention entrance but yeah thank you again for having me and we're going to have a fantastic time prepare for booba as <laughs> jonah scott says i'll be ready and i'm taking a few friends so you know you get you got uh at least you got some of that support also <laughs> thank you and thanks again for your time man absolutely we'll see you guys this weekend all right we'll see you then